<laughs> hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes that's right jsc exclusives you'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else for ten dollars or more per episode now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show you got a business you want me to talk about it i want you to sponsor my show for ten dollars hit me up send me the script i'm putting you over plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Well, you're never going to see this too often, but on this caught stealing, I want you to watch Baez right before he gets the throw. Already congratulating Molina on the throw. Didn't ever even look at the tag. This guy is one of the best at tagging the would-be runners, but this is unbelievable. <laughs> like Magic Johnson, no-look pass. That's a no-look tag. Worth another look as Carlos Beltran takes a strike. I mean, he starts pointing right now, and he's not even looking at the ball in the glove. It's, it's just, he's very talented. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now. My name is J. Scott Smith, coming to you from the JSC Radio Studios in frigid Philadelphia, and this is the 35th episode of JSC Radio. Hey now! Every week I'm going to see how long I can hold that. want to thank all of you for showing love to the show as always as we creep closer and closer I think we're about 10 days or so away from the one year anniversary of JSC Radio my god we are one year removed from the original episode of the show <laughs> let me get some housekeeping out of the way first and foremost want to thank all of you for showing your love to me on Twitter follow me at J Scott Smith you can get at me on Instagram at J Scott Smith Get at me on Facebook for all you Facebook freaks out there at Real J. Scott Smith. The Twitter and Facebook are verified. You already know the routine. Also want to say if you're listening to us on iTunes or on Stitcher or on SoundCloud or on podcast.com, thank you. Damn it, thank you. Coming soon, the website, 
the home for all your JSC radio needs. And if you want to donate or support the show, patreon.com slash JSC radio. So as you heard there in the intro, we're talking about a different kind of March Madness this week. Yes, I know the NCAA tournament is going on. And yes, I'll get a couple of words in on the NCAA tournament before this show is over. But damn it, it's almost baseball season. And I know it doesn't look like it. If you're pretty much anywhere in the Midwest or Northeast, it don't look a damn thing like baseball season is literally two and a half weeks away. The day after WrestleMania is opening day of the MLB season. But if I step outside this studio, I'm going to be looking at about seven or eight inches of ice-covered, glazed-over snow because we just had what was supposed to be a major blizzard turn ice storm cut ass through Philadelphia on Tuesday. So that's why I've been a little off all week, getting up my usual cavalcade of silliness on Instagram, at Smith, but had to keep this thing going. And the one thing that I love talking about is baseball. It doesn't make a difference what time of year it is. I'm always going to do a baseball-related show. But the World Baseball Classic, normally I would watch it, and it would be cool to kind of see some relatively competitive baseball because spring training, that that's, that's preseason. And I don't give a damn what sport it is. Me and preseason don't go together. I don't watch preseason NBA. I don't watch preseason NFL. I Hell, I barely watch regular season NHL, let alone preseason. And the spring training baseball, just not interested. Just not watching it. Not trying to deal with it. I'm not going to watch a game that has essentially two to three innings of actual guys who are going to make the opening day roster and another six innings of dudes wearing numbers in the 70s, 80s, and 90s who might never see the light of day in Major League Baseball. It's no different than NFL preseason games, which mean nothing. Yes, Detroit Lions, those games don't mean anything. But they don't mean a thing. The World Baseball Classic, on the other hand, is essentially an Olympics-like tournament. And it means a little something. And you get these guys out here balling. When I say to you, they are out here balling, they are balling, getting after it. And it's funny because you break them down into countries and into regions, and you just see the energy that comes off of them. Like, I've kind of fallen in with this particular baseball classic as opposed to the previous two. 2009 was a bit of a cluster, and it was a little, it was more of a novelty. 2013 was kind of fun. This year, there's an energy there. There's a distinct energy there. And yeah, some of the games are played at wonky times a day because first round had games in Seoul, South Korea, and the first two rounds had games in Tokyo, Japan. So nothing like a little 13-hour time difference. (laughs) Hello, baseball starting at 4.30 a.m. I'm like the only guy awake who could actually watch those. But the other ones were the first round games played in Jalisco, Mexico, and in Miami. And the ones in Miami, my God. The four teams you had in Miami were the United States, the Dominican Republic, the defending champs, Canada, and Colombia. Now, we can just throw Canada right on out of here, because Canada, they've, no, Canada didn't, they ain't fared too well. But those other three teams, the U.S., the Dominicans, and the Colombians, my, oh, my. That whole deal was unbelievable. And that's the thing about these games. These games are played in Miami. 
it's a round robin tournament, so every team at least got a shot to be the quote unquote home team in Miami, including obviously Team USA got to be a home team. The Colombians did, the Canadians did, which is funny. Again, Miami and the Dominicans. Now, obviously, anybody that's been to Miami knows that a majority of that population down there is Spanish speaking, and they're largely made up of either Dominicans, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, or Haitians. All right? It's a pretty ethnically diverse city down there. And when the Dominicans were on that field, that stadium was on fire. Seriously, on fire. In Jalisco, in Mexico, the Mexicans were the host team. Now, they didn't fare too well. <laughs> Just ask Adrian Gonzalez. They ain't fare too well. But in their games, the crowd was on fire, especially for the Mexico-Puerto Rico game. I'll step back over to Miami here because if you want to see what baseball is, if you want to know how big baseball can still be to a community, watch the highlight of that Nelson Cruz home run from last Friday night against Team USA. That game, again, was played in Miami, but it might as well have been in Santo Domingo. It was World Series loud in a stadium that rarely sells out for the team that actually plays in the stadium, the Miami don't call us Florida Marlins. That place erupted, erupted when this happened. Nelson Cruz well hit to left. That one's got a chance. And it's gone. I threw him a slider. Didn't get it down enough. Great hitting by Cruz. Seriously, listen to that pop when that ball went out. And that is for a game in March in Miami. Let me stress that. That wasn't Cleveland or Chicago last October. That was Miami last Friday for a game in March between the Dominican Republic and the United States. Baseball may no longer be the obsession that football is in this country, but it will always lead the world in goosebumps. And plus one of the cool things about this World Baseball Classic is that I get to dip over to ESPN Deportes once in a while. Yeah, my Spanish, I, 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 I mean, lo siento, mi español no es más grande. But I can say this much, I can certainly make sense of some of the things I hear. Entiendo el castellano mejor que lo puedo hablar. I understand Spanish a hell of a lot better than I can speak it. It's pretty much what I'm saying. But you don't have to speak Spanish to know when Nelson Cruz hit that home run, it was a big damn deal, even in the ESPN Deportes booth in Miami. El lanzamiento conecta batazo enorme hacia el Lepel, hacia la raya. La pelota se va. Se va. Bárbaro el batazo. Se pierden las tribunas. I can't tell you exactly what he said. But damn it, that was one of my favorite home run calls of the last five years. And just in case you missed it, very next batter was Starling Marte, who turned around and did it again. See, that's the thing about this 
World Baseball Classic. It allows me to have fun. It allows a lot of people to have fun. And that is what the game is missing, proverbially. Just look at the other night when Puerto Rico played the Dominican Republic, which might as well be the Duke versus North Carolina of the WBC. Those two nations are pretty much like a couple hundred miles separated from each other on one side. There's always going to be a beef between the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans. You see it here. I'm, I'm in the, I've been on the East Coast for what, three years now, almost three years? I've seen it just from being out here. Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, mad cool people, but they don't always see eye to eye in certain things, and one of them is baseball. That rivalry is real. That rivalry, that energy is real, and that's what baseball is missing in a nutshell. In the last few years, really the last couple years, Major League Baseball, they've been sitting there trying to figure out ways to, quote, speed up the play of the game. If we just speed up the play of the game, people will be into it. Screw those people. I don't care if the game goes three hours. I don't care if the game is an hour and a half. I don't care if the game is four hours long. People are going to write off the game of baseball one way or the other. Quit trying to cater to them. You don't need them. Shortening up games and changing rules. No more four-pitch intentional walks. What the hell is that? Stop that. Don't do that. I don't need that. that I saw something written. I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or where it was where someone actually suggested maybe baseball should shorten the game to seven innings to speed it up. What the hell is wrong with you? Nine innings. It's always been nine innings. That's one of those things that's non-negotiable. That's the problem these days with Major League Baseball. Because much like the NFL, Major League Baseball has spent so much of the last two years trying to fix the things that weren't broken. Meanwhile, in the World Baseball Classic, it's showing people one way to bring baseball into the 21st century. Let these guys show passion and have fun. The Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and Japanese are out here balling. Let's have some more of that unbridled passion and a lot less of the stodgy, unwritten rules. I still think of when, unfortunately, the late Jose Fernandez hit his first major league home run, and he pimped it a little bit. It was in Miami, by the way, and he pimped it a little bit, and he went around those bases, and all I could see are these two Atlanta Braves throwing a damn hissy fit on the field because this guy is taking his time going around the bases, so much so that Brian McCann, who was then catching for the Braves, took it upon himself to get in Fernandez's face as he crosses home plate to finish his first major league home run, and that brought the benches on the field. That's weak sauce, and it's tired, and it's old, and there was a time period where I didn't mind that sort of thing, but now the more I think about it, that's bullshit. It's lame, it's weak, it's old, and it's what's holding this game back. I couldn't even imagine what the red asses are thinking watching Puerto Rico versus the Dominican Republic in the WBC. That clip you heard at the start of the show of Javier Baez of the Chicago Cubs styling and profiling on that throw from Yadier Molina. And by the way, nothing beats in the WBC that you get a team made up of Puerto Ricans where the catcher is from the St. Louis Cardinals and the second baseman is from the Chicago Cubs. And they are like the best of friends. But as someone who's had to catch a snap throw, and you've seen that video at least a couple times the last couple of days, Baez stunting on those Dominicans was as incredible as it is ballsy. There are major leaguers who struggle to catch a ball while looking at it and knowing it's coming. This dude was striking a pose for the gram, and the ball hadn't gotten past the mound. And he caught it seamlessly, 
tag Nelson Cruz in one motion. He was halfway to the dugout before he finished the tag. I couldn't even imagine what the red asses in, say, the U.S. dugout or the Canadian dugout would have been thinking on something like that. Because the rest of the world has fun. I saw some of the games or clips from some of the games that were played in Japan and in South Korea. It's an epic thing. It's a party. It's a party there in the Dominican Republic, in Mexico, in Venezuela, in in Puerto Rico. It's a party there. Cuba, it is live there. In the U.S., we're trying to silence people. We're trying to speed the game along. The hell with that. Let's have some fun, man. I'd much prefer the fire and the energy of something like this, for example, from the end of the game between the Dominicans and Colombia, where Colombia was on the verge of handing the first L to the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans eventually did, handing the first L to the Dominicans because they swept their way through 2013. So they hadn't lost a game in WBC play since 2009. And they were on the verge of handing them an L. And then this happened thanks to a throw from Jose Bautista of the Toronto Blue Jays. To left, Bautista. Here comes the throw. Mercado coming home. And see, the sound doesn't do it any justice because dude goes into home plate and gets tagged out on it. It's a great throw. He literally jumps up and bumps the umpire and is ready to fight him on the field. This is the type of thing I would love to see in Major League Baseball. I would love to see that kind of fire, that kind of passion, how much fun these guys are actually having. They're having fun. There aren't any rules. Yadier Molina hits a home run. He bat flipped the hell out of that thing. High-fiving, styling, profiling. Did the Dominicans throw at his head the next time he was up? No. Kept going. You don't walk out there with the red ass. Let's have some fun. Bring some fun back to the damn game. Shouts out to Los Dominicanos. Big ups to Los Boricuas. Of course, Team USA. You got to do something. The Japanese and the the Dutch, quote-unquote, it's interesting about the WBC as well. The Netherlands has a team. You're thinking, the Netherlands? the hell does Holland know about baseball? Well, that's that wonderful thing about colonialism all those years. A whole lot of those islands in the Caribbean are Dutch properties. And that's why you got a whole lot of brown faces on this Dutch team that can tear the cover off a damn ball. Go figure. The Dutch and the Japanese are already waiting in LA in the finals. We're just waiting to see if it's going to be the Puerto Ricans or the Dominicans or possibly the Americans who are going to fill out the other two slots as they get ready for the finals, which are going to be next week, and then Major League Baseball jumps off about 10 days after that. But I'd love to see my favorite sport, the sport I grew up loving, get some of that swagger, that energy. I'm not Puerto Rican, but I find myself rooting for them. I do, because they look like they have fun and enjoy being out there. The chest bumps and the high fives. I love that. I love that. They don't give a damn if somebody gets offended. You want to get, pretty much, if you don't want Nelson Cruz or Yachty Molina styling on your ass, if you don't want Javi Baez doing a damn two-step on second base before he catches the damn ball blindfolded, how about you do something about it? 
How about you get your ass to that base a little faster? How about you don't give up a home run? How about that? And I've watched the Tigers get burned by Nelson Cruz in a playoff game. It sucks, but it was also cool to watch that. And it's really been a dope tournament. Speaking of tournaments, it's also the NCAA. It started earlier today. Hell, it's going on as you listen to this podcast right now. But it's time for that NCAA tournament again. At the time of this podcast, my Spartans were waiting to play the University of Miami. There's a hell of a lot of Miami getting mentioned in this damn show. My Spartans are waiting to play the University of Miami, the Hurricanes, in round one. The winner is going to play Kansas because ain't no 16 seed ever winning. It's just not happening. It would have happened by now. A 16 seed would have won by now. They haven't, and I'm not going to mention it happening until it does. That's just how it's going to be. So the winner will get Kansas, and we'll see where that goes. But the thing about the NCAA tournament is that 64-team field, because I don't count the first four teams, quote-unquote, that play on that Tuesday night, they're filling out the final four slots in the tournament. That's what they're doing. The tournament officially starts on Thursday. And Syracuse got left on the outside looking in. You should have taken care of business, and you wouldn't be on the outside. But that didn't stop Jim Beheim from airing a little bit of sour grapes on ESPN the other day. Uh, the first thing I think of is, okay, well, let's compare Syracuse to some of the other teams. And how about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt's got 15 losses. We've never had a team get into the tournament with 15 losses isn't that large. And Vanderbilt, if you look at their record, it's very, very similar. The only thing that's different, because Vanderbilt lost to Missouri and all that, I'm not picking on Vanderbilt, they're a good team. But one of the things yeah, sure. that, that was, was really interesting to me was that they got in in a walk as a nine seed, and then you guys were at the end of the line when the profiles were very similar. And that's the kind of consistency thing that I'm looking for is – don't say one thing and then do another, and it should apply across well, I like the board. Michigan State. I, I love Michigan State, but they, they lost 14 games, and they didn't have as many good wins as we had. It's, it's in, there's a little inconsistency there, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it, it is what it is, and, and there isn't as much consistency as maybe you would like to see. Hey, Coach Beheim, uh, if you want to take issue with Michigan State season. And by the way, I'm not going to sit here and act like this was the greatest season ever for MSU. It's not. They were 19 and 14, you know. But they were 19 and 14. This was by far a down year for them. They still made the tournament. But if you want to take issue with MSU getting in, I suggest that you not lose five of your last seven games. If you lose five of your last seven games, shut the hell up and get your ass over to the loser's bracket known as the NIT. Now, if you'd won five of seven and got nudged out by Michigan State and Vanderbilt and USC, I'll listen to you. You dropped five out of seven. At one point, your team was eight and six. They had a losing record in conference. You think think I'm trying to hear anything from you? Don't you have somebody's grades to go forge, for God's sake? Keep our name out your mouth. Hell, if anything, you should be thanking MSU. It's because MSU decided not to bother to show up against ITT Tech of Tennessee last year that you even had your cute little run in the NCAA tournament to begin with. Had they bothered to show up for that game, they would have whipped your ass in the second round too. So keep our name out your mouth. Remember that. You say my name, you put respect on it. My pick for the Final Four, I'll go Villanova, North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas. Championship game, the defending champ Villanova versus North Carolina 
a rematch of last year's incredible title game. And the Tar Heels get the strap. Fight me if you got a problem. My name is J. Scott Smith telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Next episode is the one-year anniversary, and it's the WrestleMania preview show. We'll get at you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.